Greetings and welcome to Star Trek Discovery Podcast, a sometimes funny, trying to be smart co- podcast covering all things new and classic Trek. I can talk friendship. I'm your captain, Mariah Gossett. With me on the view screen, we have... Pause to touch it. Like, I might be slightly assimilated by the Borg, depending on how my audio <laughs> hangs out. So please bear with me. I truly apologize. So far, so good. No Borg on helium at the moment, and hopefully it'll stay that way. Uh, tonight, we are going to talk about the two current trailers out for this next season of Lower Decks. Um, Clyde, unfortunately, is in sick bay, but hopefully he will be back next week with us to discuss the double episode premiere. Um, but tonight we're going to discuss some theories. We're going to dig into some fun predictions, some of our reaction to the trailers that have come out the last uh, couple of weeks um, and see what you all, our lovely uh, viewers and listeners have had to say. Um, first, just a couple of reminders. Um, Paul, can you remind folks where they can find the pod or share the pod with uh, hey. their friends? Hey, guys, uh, if you want to share our pod with your friends, try Apple, Spotify, YouTube. All links are at StarTrekPod.co. And if you love our content and you'd like to join our Patreon for just $2 an episode, consider doing that at Patreon.com slash StarTrekPod. Indeed, because one of the um, amazing things that happens if you're one of our patrons, one, you get to hang out with us in Slack, and two, you can give us your hot freaks, your predictions early, and we will be going over those before anyone else happening in the chat. So even if you're someone who listens to the pod, uh, this is a way for you to share your hot freaks with us uh, going into this new lower decks season. Um, Another reminder is if you want to interact with us tonight during the live stream, you can do that. Just cap uh, type in capital P, capital O, capital D, capital pod in the chat so that we can take note of that. And then you can also do a capital HF when it's that specific time. You will know it when you see it. Um, okay. So today I was going to change it up a little bit for us tonight, Paul. Oh, and no. instead of I don't like change. I don't change, change, <laughs> change is bad. So because it's trailers, there's not really a way to have like I think a hot freak on a trailer besides like it's exciting. I'm excited. I thought we can give our wildest prediction that we think is gonna happen this season. So get your thinking caps on because it is time for some hot freaks. Time for some hot breaks. Um, while you're pondering, Paul, I'll share from the menagerie, our patrons. Uh, Karen shares, I wonder if there might be a villain team up. Think Agamus, Peanut Hamper, Badgie, or maybe even William Boimler. Holy crap. That is amazing. I think I think, I think that like like yeah, like a on like a, a con type uh, starship, like, you know, with Badgie at the, at uh, the helm. That'd be, that'd be hilarious. I would love that. Um, my prediction is that Peanut Hamper and Badgie are definitely getting together. Um, and I also think we might see maybe, maybe like mini Peanut Hampers. You know, they had some wow. happening last season with that owl bird creature yeah i don't know if you understand how biology works i don't so it's okay (laughs) but maybe they synthesized some creatures that were offspring (laughs) that's that's you you're 
I, 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 I love your, your gumption. Uh, no, I'm just throwing spaghetti at the wall. We'll see what sticks. Yeah, no, no. <laughs> uh, like, I have to assume Badgie's coming back. You got to assume. And uh, in the trailers, there was like uh, some Voyager stuff. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. like, and the, the, they of all the things they chose to show, they showed like macro virus, you know? So I, I thought like, well, you know, that's, that wasn't a prime episode of Voyager, but hey, you know, whatever. <laughs> um, any, oh, we got a Clyde prediction. Clyde is hanging out in the chat. He's feeling under the weather. Couldn't join us this evening. Let's see what we've got. Uh, Clyde, my bet is peanut hamper is mentioned 10 times. Oh, that's a prediction for tonight. Yes, that that's probably going to happen. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know, Clyde, you know, uh, I hope you feel better. I hope you feel, I hope, I hope the doctor takes care of you. Yes everything will be okay. Um, okay. So just to recap where we left off last season. So the two trailers that are out, I'm not going to show them because we always get dinged for showing any content. I don't feel like arguing about fair use. Um, Mm -hmm. the first one that was released at Comic-Con is more of like a pure trailer for, I think the upcoming season, we're getting to see that there's something happening. There's attacks on non-Federation ships that have been going on across the quadrant. And now the Federation is getting attacked. That's sort of the premise. The other big thing is the potential for um, promotions this season. So that will be, I think, the underlying uh, moments of importance for our our Lower Decker crew. Um, And then the new one that came out seems more to me like a true, just like a Lower Decks trailer. The one that came out literally today Mm -hmm. because it had a lot of footage from seasons past, um, which I'm not mad at. It made me excited to rewatch the whole (laughs) series, actually. Um, but what did you think of the two trailers that have come up thus far? And then um, we'll kind of dive in and recap where we left the crew last season. I mean, I think, like, if anything, I have no idea what to predict from, uh, like, you know, Lower Decks. They get to go so crazy. Mm-hmm. They can do anything. Like, it's something that, you know, like, you think is a big thing is to just a throwaway. Yeah. A throwaway. And, and it's like, ah. Uh, so like so, so you're you're watching uh, you know truly where no man has gone before. <laughs> exactly, like you know uh, the the, the old, like the macro virus, for example, like is that a, is that a primary uh, a primary thing or is it a is it a throwaway? Is it I assume it's a throwaway, but like Probably. you know, uh, and you know, and then ransom offering Boimler, you know, a promotion if nothing goes wrong, you know, and, and there's a volcano, so so there's there's a volcano, so are they are. Uh, are they doing the Kelvin universe where Spock freezes, you know, a volcano? Mm. I, I have no idea. I, I seriously have no idea. Uh, so, you know, it's, it's all, it's all very exciting. Cause like for all of it, I've never been disappointed with a lower decks episode. Truly. They usually, it's just like, I'm either fully entertained having a good time or like, it's one of the best episodes of Trek I've ever watched. Like lower decks, like, uh, always the, always like is a is a grand slam for me in most well, cases yeah like the default the the default setting is so high you know it is the envy of of uh, any other episode like you know because they, they can do so much so quickly uh and it's always like it's just it's just so fun forward that i i find i i cannot fault it I also am always just so impressed with the joke density of the show hundred percent like the, I, I imagine like the, 
writer's room for that show. And I will say, um, technically, this show falls under tag, but we're still, you know, in solidarity with our writers and our SAG performers because a lot of those people cross over on this show, but um, tag being the animation guild. But um, it, it's like writing on this show has to just be like so many passes of like jokes and joke punch-ups. And then I'm sure once you get into the booth and you're directing the amazing talent that they have access to, that it just has to be just like striking gold with every pass. <laughs> yeah, no, it, 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 or it could be grueling and uh, not thankful. And everyone wants to put a phaser kill to their temple. You know, and then the editors just do a great job. (laughs) Yeah, it it could literally be like everyone could be hating it right now, and they go like, you know what? I don't know what is this where my career is. You know, you know, eat a photon grenade or something. It's still, it's the art is still there. The art is still there. You have no idea on how how the behind the scenes go. The other thing that I'm excited about this season was there's some like almost Pokemon looking little creature. I think it's called like Mophie or Morphe. Oh, okay. Yeah, sure, sure. Moopy uh, that is going to pop up that looks both adorable and terrifying. And I'm really excited about it's it. A Trek, it's a Trek version of the Stay Puff Marshmallow Man. Yes. <laughs> um, so last season we left the Cerritos crew as they had just saved the California class ships from those evil Texas class. <laughs> Like, um, I, I rewatched it, you know, <laughs> and, and when and when the, they kept on coming in, like you know, oh, it's a San Clemente. It's a, I I, I started tearing up. It was so hilarious. It was so funny. I was going, oh my god, it's so. <laughs> anyway, they're gonna do it. They're gonna save us all. They're gonna, yeah. Um, they saved everyone from some evil Texas uh, AI systems that were spawned via Rutherford from his red shirt evil self that he didn't quite remember until later in the season. Um, and we did also end the season with someone or something finding Rutherford's old implant from when him and Shax exploded um, that still had the badgy program available. Um, we also in the trailer, as you pointed out, Paul, we get to see that they're going to visit in some way, shape or form Voyager. Um, do you have any predictions for possible cameos from our Voyager crew? I assume that Jane will Janeway will be there. She's been prodigy. I, I don't know if she will. I feel like she's she is prodigies. I'm not sure if she'll show up. Mm, mm, I, I would love Jerry Ryan. I don't think so. I, yeah. I, I think I think. Either is Janeway. I have a I have a feeling Bolana. Ooh, Bolana would be great. I would also wouldn't be mad at the doctor because he's our hologram of the mm-hmm. ship. So that would make sense if he was still there. What if we finally get a non ensign Kim? I don't know. I don't know. Like uh, I, I I don't I don't know if uh, I don't know what Garrett does aside from like do comedy on the cruise ship now. I mean, he's been doing a recap podcast. Uh-huh. Um, and uh, Clyde's prediction in the chat is Tuvok. Um, that's a good one. Kuhn um, oh, says, same thing. Will we finally see Harry Kim promoted? We got a Tom Paris prediction in the chat. Um, I think there's going to be, it, it could be fun. I mean, it's fun for the animation part of it because like none of these people have to show up to, and like get in a costume, you know? Like, Is there some deep track? Uh deep track it's gonna be uh, neelix neelix maybe yeah but neelix is neelix is in the in the delta quadrant though i mean he could be hanging out 
maybe no. all of this shenanigans is, is in the Delta Quadrant. He's living on an asteroid in the in the, in the Delta Quadrant, like you know, like the. Uh, oh, the, this is fun. Kian says, "Imagine the doctor meeting to haunt to Anna." <laughs> Um, and I, I'll be excited about any of them. I'm pretty, sure. I'm pretty stoked. Um, I, I think the doctor is probably the more likely thing, just because mm-hmm. you can easily write it in. Yeah. Like every, every, unless if there's like because Paris and Belana, I think are retired. Like she had the kid. Yeah. And I mean, uh, you, and, you he's, and he and you he's gonna wind up being an author or something like that. Like if you probably if some, but I. I do wonder, like, what is the occasion? Like, is it like uh, a rechristening of a new Voyager, you know? And so maybe it's like the whole cruise back together to, um, for one last hurrah. Oh, see, I just think it's like cleanup. Like, you know, like, oh, we have to do, clean up a bunch of stuff on on Voyager for a museum. And then they unearth a bunch of stuff. <laughs> that could also be fun. Um, there is that line, uh, to Ransom to Boimler, about the potential for promotions um, what are some ways you think this could go right or wrong? Uh, I think uh, I I don't think Boimler can get promoted. And to, to answer Clyde's questions, I've worked with Robert Picardo, or as I like to call him, Bob. But <laughs> uh, to say we are friends is very it's a stretch. It's a stretch. He is a lovely, lovely man, uh, and he's a great actor to work with. Like you know, he brings so much to the what you call it to to his role uh but can't he's not someone you could just text to be like hey bro you in the new lower decks oh i could do that (laughs) i'm kidding i i i could probably get away with doing that for doug jones because i work with doug jones uh and and he would probably just ignore my emails right now he he, (laughs) he's Rightly so, rightly so. Yeah, like, yeah. I, I don't know if you are watching what we do in the shadows, but Doug. Jones, oh my god, that was an amazing episode. It was an incredible episode it, of it, that it was, show. It, it was, it was amazing. I was like, I'm, I was just so happy for Doug, because, uh, because, like, you know, he's, he's worked really hard, you know, mm-hmm. he, uh, just to, just to see his face on screen because like I know. normally it's just prosthetics i know but then they anyway i won't spoil the episode but if you're watching what we do in the shadows it's a great great season this uh yeah. this season um we do have a prediction from kuhn about rutherford calling tendy ma'am in the trailer so there is a hint she may be promoted i could also just see that being a joke where they're all trying to practice calling each other sir and ma'am <laughs> As like I was, I, I never trust these trailers because I feel like it's just a couple of their favorite jokes all strung together with like a hint of what the the um, plot might be this season. I do wonder, it, you know, it does make me question like how long can they stay lower deckers, and then is it if they just like how far up the ranks can you go and they're still considered lower decks? L- lower decks, yeah. Yeah, no, it's it, I, I probably. Uh... The moment you hit commander or lieutenant, the lieutenant commander, like Data has his own room. Yeah. Right. Like even lieutenant, even lieutenant, like you know, like when he uh, lieutenant Worf, he still has his own room there. Yeah. So what's between? I don't know all of the actual ranks. I don't. I, I, think, <laughs> I think it's yeoman, ensign, lieutenant. So there's not a lot of room between, but I know that they get different pips, right? Like you can be an ensign that has like a certain amount of pips. Maybe. Uh, th- we're, we're talking like 
fantasy space navy so i have no yeah idea. i don't know i'm sure there are people who know this far better than i i will and i'll have to read up on uniform code but that's not something i dive into or i should ask a cosplayer they would also know like uh yeah you know like uh wesley got ensign real quick mm-hmm. you know uh acting ensign to ensign yeah, the- so Ensign, let's see, from Takako, Ensign, Lieutenant Junior Grade, Lieutenant, Lieutenant Commander, Commander and Captain. Okay, so maybe if they're still Junior Grade, it still feels enough. I'm, like, I, I think the, if, if, I, if I were to like really break it down, I think the reason why you're a lower deck is because you're in charge of no one. Mm. Whereas the moment you start moving up the ranks, you become in charge, you become a manager of sorts. Interesting, but who knows? Who knows? Like you know, yeah. uh, I, I what what do I know? Space Navy, baby. Space Navy. I know. Um, I mean, I I love following these characters, so we'll see if it's just an active, always like movement and promotion and demotion. Also, what if they uh, fully give us a Voyager season where they get sent out into some crazy ether and no one can get promoted until they find their way back? Oh, that would be hilarious. Uh, like a, like a, a season-long uh, deep Lost in Space adventure. Yeah, yeah. In the California class, I'd, that'd be great. I think that, I think I would, I'd be all for it. This show, yeah, the show can kind of do whatever it wants. I was like, I could see a whole season. They just do, like, the whole season is a singular day. Like, 24 style. I could see, like, you know, that they're, like, they're lost in, uh, in one episode, they get lost in the, the middle of nowhere for, like, they're, like, 60 years, like, out from, uh, from the Alpha Quadrant. Mm-hmm. And then the next episode, they're back. And they just don't talk about it. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe that's the thing that's crazier than that thing with Pike that they're not supposed to talk about. Oh, sure. Yeah, that's right. Um, that was a fun little a little nod. Um, a little wink. A little wink, wink, nudge, nudge. Um, yeah, overall, I'm I'm excited. Do you have any other thoughts or predictions? What about um, potential? So we do have um, uh, Talyn is joining the crew yeah. this season. We've seen her show up. Mm-hmm. Um, do we think this could be a potential new love interest for Mariner now that um, Jennifer, I, I can't remember where we left off with Jennifer. I think, no, I think, she, I think they're they're They might get back together. Like everyone okay. apologized for Mariner coming back. I don't know. I think, I think this would be, I think this is a Boimler love interest. Oh, a Boimler love interest. Interesting. Because like, because like you know, what, what are the odds of Boimler getting with a, a Vulcan? very very little right so that's yeah. that's that's the polarity like you know so like oh this is never someone who has work. too many emotions with someone who has <laughs> that's right but, but but she's a rebel right you know she, right. She, so like you know she's i don't know we'll, we'll see how it goes because she'll have to play the straight person because yeah and so that that'll, that'll be interesting it'll be an interesting add to their dynamic as well i think as the as our quad four um because everyone is kind of really heightened you know either in their nerdiness and their emotions or in their actions of rebellion so to mm-hmm. bring in someone like her will be interesting mm-hmm. um do you think this do you ever see mariner and boimler getting is that like a a, a long-term will they won't they or are they just fully friends do you think i see them as jack donaghy and liz lemon hmm like you know, like like there's chemistry, but not that kind of chemistry. 
yeah, I think they're just going to, they can be very good friends. I think like for all of it, like what does, what does, uh, how, how would, how would get them getting together work out, you mm-hmm. know, in, in the sense of like, what would Marin need from Boimler that she doesn't get already? Yeah. I think there is potential and they've hinted at it a little bit between Tendi and Rutherford, which I think is a more believable potential pairing. Right. Yeah. Like Tendi is just so um, like she, she's, she's like that naive genius, right? Like she doesn't mm-hmm. know how the world works kind of thing. Yeah. And so like, she may be in love with Rutherford, but in such a combustion kind of way that she doesn't know, mm-hmm. you know, it, it's just one feeling. So I, I think uh, I think it's possible there. Like, though, both of them are just so. They're, they're, they're so both... focused on, like, work that it yeah. seems like they it would t- take so much for them to look up and actually see each other in that way. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But, I, I, you know, another thing that and the, I don't know, it, maybe if you it was a deep track hint on the uh, on the what you call it, the uh, the trailer. The tra- yeah, but like if you look carefully, like you know, if Boimler were to have a love interest in that, it's a it's a distinct maybe, it would be Peanut Hamper. Boom, gotcha, Clyde. Boom, Ooh, shakalaka. Boom, shakalaka. Yeah, Peanut Hamper is uh-huh. back, baby. How you like that? <laughs> How you like me now, Clyde? <laughs> What's that count up to now? We should just have a a, a little. Uh, like ding, like, like a little counter in the corner for how exactly. many times we, we talk about peanut hamper. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, I was thinking the most uh wild and out there potential pairing would be um ransom and peanut hamper because peanut oh. hamper really seems to like those like really uh you know bulked up dudes, sure, sure, sure. yeah, <laughs> or at least bulked up birds. <laughs> um i am also interested to see captain freeman i think really come into her own because i think at the end of last season we saw how she was maybe potentially feeling like they're it's that like second class under ranked captain of these ships right and always constantly trying to prove herself and the efficiencies and so um, I wonder if after this like very large and heroic gathering of all of this crew, like what that's going to do for the California class in general and what that's going to kind of set them up as and what they have potentially for them going forward. Maybe more responsibility means the heightening, even more heightening of all of their their missions and stuff, right? Yeah, no, it's interesting. Cause I, I am always very interested in how they're going to maintain the seasons, right? Like mm-hmm. you can keep, you can keep like, you know, the drudgery of, uh, of being uh, a lower deck person, a, a downstairs, but can you keep the, the upstairs storyline at, at such a static level? Right. That, yeah. That, that's, that, that's, that's an interesting thing. I, I don't know. And how the upstairs story, as you're saying, like melds with the rest of Trek that's kind of going on in this era as well. Exactly. Because like ultimately the upstairs stories impacts, you know, on what makes uh, lower decks work for me. is like the upstairs stories impact the downstairs stories. Like, you know, mm-hmm. like with the, with the pack leads mm-hmm. and like, you know, with, uh, with the California class versus Texas class, like all that stuff eventually trickles down to the lower decks part. Mm-hmm. Uh, so you need it 
I just, I'm just curious on how how you're going to keep it up. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I don't know. We'll, we'll see. Like, you know, like it is uh, it's Captain Freeman. Is she like a person who's stuck at, you know, stuck at that captain's thing? Mm-hmm. Is she only going to ever be there? And is, is she happy there? You know, so I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. I do wonder because it's like it's it's always so hard for me to gauge like the time frame of what is like sort of normal progression of people's ranks in mm-hmm. Starfleet, right? Because like for the most part, we're following characters once they hit those senior officer rankings and seem to be there for a, quite some time, right? Like sure, we, sure. Um, we've only ever really seen like maybe uh, I, I guess we've seen quite a few people who eventually make it up to captain, right? Like we have Riker, we have Sulu, we've got a couple of these characters that that move up these these ranks in that way. But it's like we haven't watched someone truly move from the bottom all the way to the top. And what does that timeline realistically look like? Because like how long was Picard a captain before we're spending time with him? You know, like how long was Janeway a captain before we're shoved out into the Delta Quadrant? I think um it'll be interesting to see how they play with timeline. Cause I feel like this is a show that is one of the few that actually gets to do that. Like we've seen people rise from ensign to other roles, but in like discovery, it's because they made these big time jumps and it's like, Oh, you experienced war, the Klingon war, like all of these really traumatic events. So we're going to like kind of raise you through the ranks because your trauma has informed your abilities in some way, shape or form. Well, all I know is that Ensign Harry Kim was Ensign for seven freaking years. That's what I'm saying. So are they going to kind of, I mean, it would be kind of funny if this lower decks group is like, we have been Ensigns longer than Harry Kim. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that, that's, you know, that, that's, that, that's rough. It's, it, it's a deep cut slam, but like poor Harry. And Harry's done a lot more than most Ensigns. Yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, so so that, that's, that's what, that's what it hurts. Like, you know, I never thought of, uh, Janeway as like a, a glass ceiling person to keep people down, but like I I, I don't know, man. This is like, like, like I don't have a way to file the paperwork, so we're gonna have to just hang uh, out it, here. It's 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 such an abuse. It's like you know, it's the the people with power keeps the power kind of thing, where mm-hmm. it, it, it's like, oh, uh, Captain, can I? No, I'm sorry. You know, like we 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 need to keep you instant. Like maybe next year at your performance evaluation. <laughs> Could you imagine <laughs> those uh, meetings? I need oh, that as like a as like a short trek. It's just all of Harry Kim's uh, <laughs> performance evaluation meetings. Yeah, no, no, no. It, it, but it's it's interesting because like you know, because uh, th- they gave what uh, Jack Crusher, not you know, like he was like a executive officer without even going to Starfleet Academy. You know, so it all doesn't matter. It all, <laughs> it all like are like oh, you know what? You're the chosen one. Here you go. <laughs> you want to be an admiral go for it go for it you know do it up um any other kind of final thoughts on lower decks as we prep for the season um we do get two episodes next week so that'll be quite the treat um but i wanted to shift into if we had any any final um kind of reviews and thoughts and kind of talk a little bit about strange new worlds here at the end but i wanted to make sure we've covered all of the lower deck spaces uh, I don't know if Clyde were, you know, if Clyde were here, I'm sure he would have the most he would amazing. Have... Like, I, I, I miss Clyde's sage advice and his, like, you know, dedication to pew, 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 you know. 
Yeah, I do wonder how our space battles are going to look this season. I always feel like the animation really ups its ante each season. Mm-hmm. It gets better and better. Um, and and there's even more fun stuff for us to see. Um, here's here's yeah. what I would like to see. A reverse episode where someone goes to the cartoon universe from like either Discovery or Strange New Worlds. or Ooh. That's what I would like to see. It starts out live action. Uh, <laughs> that, that's, that's what I would like to see. And, and, and then someone says, why does everyone talk so fast in the future? <laughs> that could be amazing. Um, okay. So shifting into Strange New Worlds, I thought we'd just touch on it now that we're a few weeks out. And I wanted to ask if you had, like, what were your highs and lows? What would you say was maybe your favorite episode? And what was your not so favorite episode? My favorite episode. I feel like all our favorite episode is going to be the same, but. Well, I mean, the musical episode is is always going to be ranked fairly high with me. Mm-hmm. Although, you know, I, you know, not not to throw any shade, but like after listening to the uh, uh, the musical episode on repeat for like four days, mm-hmm. I went and revisited Buffy's musical episode, mm-hmm. and Buffy's musical episode is it's like fire it is 10 out of 10 like you know as far as like it's melding of story and music and all that stuff you know so so if they were trying to copy that they did not hit it but they same ballpark but like you know i mean they made a reference to the buffy uh uh, musical 100 like you know and then there's no there's no shame in it like buffy had six seasons to draw upon you know character Mm -hmm. and here you know and, and you know and you know, they're they were a little bit flying blind. You know, how and I wonder how it felt. I wonder how it felt. You know, uh, but it, it, in some ways, they were the X. Paul is really deep in these lyrics, y'all. <laughs> I'm very impressed. Um, Clyde is hanging out in the chat. It says his favorite was Ad Aspera. Yeah, that that I think that's the, I would say that's the best written episode like you know and act and the and for if, if like uh best guest act actor to mm-hmm. be i mean uh the lawyer I, oh I my god the lawyer she, she, her she, outfits yeah, i still she, dream of them <laughs> I, I think i think she, her she, she was a a force you know to, to be uh contended with so written very well acted very well i think that's that would get it if, yeah that one's high for me. The musical's high for me. I also think um, those old scientists is probably my favorite of the season. Uh, no, I, I mean, I, I I feel like it was good. I, I feel like, and, and, and in no way was it bad. It was just like the those other two did something unexpected for me. Mm-hmm. First of all, like with the musical, like you're like, oh, you're really gonna do this? It, it, it's a little cringy. You know, it's a little cringy, and the Ad Astro, uh, uh, how is it Ad Astro, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, that 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 it ex- exceeded my expectations. Yeah, I personally feel like the best acted one is not my favorite episode. Is probably the war one. I think there was some really great performances in that episode. I would agree with you. Um, I also thought there was some like really interesting. Um, uh like character developments there as well um it finally gave us some chapel which i'd been craving for a long time mm-hmm. um like more of a backstory there mm-hmm. um i also really enjoyed the opener um yeah the with them down on the klingon planet um sure. and spock stealing the ship and um 
you know, I thought that one was a, an unexpected season opener. And so I definitely enjoyed it. Uh, ones that I wasn't, oh, that, that are on the lower half or the lower decks of my list. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think uh, any anyone that does a, I forget who I am, like has really yeah. high, you know, it has to be so good in order for me to go like, oh, it's okay. But but it's like, uh, it's uh, you, there's only so many ways that this can go. Mm-hmm. And, and so uh, that that one was not my favorite. Uh, I didn't love hegemony. It was fine, mm-hmm. but the, the season finale, like it was fine. And but like as far as what a season finale should be, I did not feel like it hit what I felt like it should be. It it was good. Yeah. Do you think that's because it's a cliffhanger? That, like you know, uh, I feel like that that could be part of it. Mm-hmm. So maybe I'm only judging the first half, but then I go like, does it really need? Like ultimately, it's it's a little bit like Walking Dead, right? That, yeah. That's, that's and so, do I really care about that? You know, like oh here because because the themes are not really there. Like you know what right. what it's just basically I gotta save some people. I, I gotta not die. Right. Like what was the thesis statement of this episode, even if they're like we did get to see a resolution. Yeah. And, and and there was you could make it like, you know, what is it to follow, like, you know, uh I won't say directions at, at mm-hmm. all, you know, but like, you know, here's this line. Am I gonna sacrifice my crew for blah blah blah? Right. Uh, and 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 the answer was no. Okay, well, well there's your answer. Yeah. I mean, I think there, uh, the finale of the season, there were things that I liked about it because I do enjoy the more horror episodes. I was a little sad we didn't get a more traditional horror episode besides our war episode this season. Um, just because like last season I had the bounty of riches of like the submarine style and then like multiple, go- you know, I, it was, it was truly made for me. <laughs> and then this season I thought I was finally going to get it um, in this finale and it was kind of the build up, and there's some moments and I am really impressed with the, um, the puppetry and like the Gordon space battle I thought was great. Um, even with how slow it was, I thought, you know, it was executed well with the, limitations of like the gravity that they had to deal with in the physics of it all. But, um, but yeah, I think for, I think for me, uh, there's a lot of strong moments in this season, but I don't think it hit as hard for me as the first season did. So I'll be interested to see what next season looks like. Do you remember which one was tomorrow, tomorrow, tomorrow? That, that, that was the third episode. I can't, I can't seem to remember it. And I don't actually remember lost in translation either. Charades was good. I like I like charades, even though like you know, uh, yeah, there's it, it, some uh, some sticky <laughs> sticky themes there. <laughs> uh, but but I I, I I do like the oh the time the the time traveling episode with Kirk. Oh yeah yeah. yeah. I, I mean I mean I have to say that's my favorite episode of ours. Of our, of our podcast, yeah. yeah we, had hot, we had hot dog talk. Yeah, that's we right. had like, so, Canadian uh, Border Patrol. That's <laughs> like, right. Like, like a, a, lot, a lot of like Substacks came out of... <laughs> I, don't, I don't even know if I've used the word Substack right. <laughs> <laughs> a lot of sub pods came out. Yeah, yeah, yeah <laughs> exactly. And Lost in Translation, do you remember which one that was? Uh, they had just hooked up and uh, this is where they're playing chess a little bit. 
you know. Oh, it's when Ahura can hear the sound, and it's the um, like space gas station they have. Oh to yeah, it up. yeah. I, I I didn't love that one. You know, uh, yeah. Yeah, I, I thought Celia Gooding was great performance as always, mm-hmm. but um, and there's some yeah. I don't know. There's some moments I liked. I like the Pelia um, number one Una situation in that mm-hmm. episode. Yeah. Yeah, there's a lot of like, there's always something that I enjoy in every episode. You know, it's not like a big, very few to me were ever like a stinker. You know what I mean? (laughs) Uh, I do, uh, I I do think like, you know, Kyung said this, uh, like with, you know, with Pike having dad duties. Yeah. Like, you know, I, I wonder if like he is kind of like the anchor that allows a lot of this uh what you call it uh the other characters to like really fly and mm-hmm. without him as a anchor like it, it kind of messes with the alchemy of the show mm. i think too this season felt more um i i think what i did mostly enjoy this season was getting more of the ensemble involved because i do think this show unlike a lot of you know classic trek isn't as focused on the cap you know what i mean like the captain sure. um and so i enjoyed getting to learn more about everyone i do think we still are very spock heavy and i think mm-hmm. that's a character that's been explored so much that i would prefer to learn more about our other crew yeah, more no. tagus every time more tagus no, more tagus I, I i think i i hope that they give Ortega's like something good as opposed to something here is well even like here 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 okay you want something here's something yeah Uh, i'd rather it be something like really juicy like like for 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 a long time like you know bashir didn't have stuff for Mm -hmm. himself like for like till like season six maybe Mm -hmm. like where like you see that uh that he discovered, well, we discovered that he's genetically engineered, mm-hmm. and you can see why he's been such a little, you know, a hidden f- character. Yeah, like, like kind of like a brat about certain things, and mm-hmm. you know, and like kind of a chip off his shoulder, and mm-hmm. so that they're, they're like, you know, I hope I hope if they're gonna take their, their time with it, I hope that they give Ortegas something mm-hmm. worthwhile. Like, I'm not really a big fan of how they're developing Ohura. Uh, you know, I, they're giving her a lot of great moments, mm-hmm. uh, but like, like ultimately, what I get is like, oh, my my family died, and I'm sad, and and here I am. Yeah, again. I'm ready to to move. I feel like we've established that, and so my hope is that because we get these more ensemble character moments in this show, that it is like an Ahura and Ortega's episode, and we get to hear more about like through like Ortega sharing a backstory, we have to learn something new about Ahura, you know? Yeah. Like I guess there, there's this aspect where for me, like when I watch a show, it's always great to see someone's damage, mm-hmm. but I don't actually need to be reminded of that person's damage by telling me that they're damaged every time. It's yeah. more interesting to me for, to see how the people, effects of the damage. Yeah. How, how they be, mm-hmm. how it affects their behavior. So like mm-hmm. when, so give me something, you know, uh give me a horror doing something amazing and uh you know and go like oh she was able to do that because you know she had this kind of like thing that she had to deal with 
so she was able to carry this water here mm-hmm. or like so something like that like but like mm-hmm. uh, I- I- enough like like the, the closest person who does that is una mm-hmm. like, yeah. like una, una goes like oh i've had to hide myself but i'm awesome and she mm-hmm. just and she just she's just awesome in in all these things and and you know that oh she's awesome because she's had to be better and she's yeah. had to be and she's had to hide this aspect so i hope they do that with a lot of the other characters but to be fair you know a lot of the other characters are young mm-hmm. and young people don't actually they're not necessarily having healed and blossomed from their damage yet they're still in the middle of processing so i, I, yeah. I it's all you know whatever just less kirk please less or better kirk. Still, still not your kirk still not my kirk mm. Clyde, is he your kirk you let me know let I don't me know, know if in the he's chat. Still in the chat. <laughs> we'll see if he's <laughs> if he's managed to stay awake. Um, but uh, but yeah, I'm I'm excited as always for whatever is to come. Um, I mean, yeah. they were supposed to be filming now, so hopefully the studios get their acts together and pay the writers and actors uh, what they deserve, so that we can get to filming. So I'm I, I assuming that uh, you know, just get ready to watch. You know, I can't wait to watch Star Trek. Strange New World Season 3, 2035. Yeah, truly. It'll probably be late 2024 would be my guess. Um, But we shall see. Yeah, I don't know. It it really cut the... Like, I imagine they had episodes written. uh, Yeah, they were supposed to start shooting. So I think the episodes are written, but it's like you still have to have a writer on set, so... Yeah, and you know, and and actors, those two things, the writers and actors. Yeah, you need both those things ideally. So, so yeah, so but like it, it it takes about maybe seven days or so to shoot an episode, I imagine, to to shoot for a little production, and then probably another week for post, and another week for like music and post. So, assume three weeks per episode. I would pro- I would say closer to six with special effects. Okay, but you know, but, uh, I, I would uh, yeah sure, and I don't know what it would be like with uh on on the volume because it, yeah. because on the uh special effects would yeah so we'll see. Mm-hmm. Who knows? I, who knows? I'd be interested to see. As, oh, uh, I would like. I I think I think uh, Kang says I would like Spock. To play some classical music on his lute, mm. like like Beastie Boys. Yes, <laughs> that would that'd be hilarious. Oh man! Um, anything else? I think uh, I'm ready for Lower Decks next week. I'm excited about it, um, and continue to support um, those who are on strike. You can check the link down below if you're watching us on YouTube right now, or if you're listening, it's in the show notes of how you can support the entertainment community fund. Um, and I know for those watching live, if you are in the Los Angeles area tomorrow, there is a star Trek themed picket at Paramount. Um, I think it's from nine to noon, um, but there's information on Twitter and I've also shared it in our Slack. So, um, but yeah, continue to support the creatives who make all this amazing content that we get to watch and enjoy review and critique. Um, anything you want to promote, Paul? Uh, my, the movie that I kind of uh, produced is uh, going to have a little theatrical run soon. That's exciting. Yeah. So uh, more details on that later, but like uh, around October 6th. So if you're in one of like 
nine cities like you know feel free to like watch it and then like give me shit about it on uh, <laughs> <laughs> what is it called <laughs> uh, it's called american-ish and so mm-hmm. like you know so uh I'll, as i know more I'll, I'll give you guys more uh but like that's if if i was going to promote something that's what i'm obligated to repo- uh, promote <laughs> amazing Thank you. Um, yes. So you can subscribe, rate, and review on Apple. Uh, also on Spotify, you can visit StarTrekPod.co to find links to everywhere that you can find us. You can also visit us at the Patreon. We also have a tea, uh public store. So if you want to check that out, um, that is also available. We have some fun shirts that you can purchase um, that have to do with our favorite peanut hamper. <laughs> our favorite hamper of peanuts. Our peanut hamper of peanuts. Um, Thank you all so much for joining us. We will be back next week to discuss the first two episodes of Star Trek Lower Decks. Until then, live long and prosper. Bye-bye. Bye, everyone.